Life is hectic, demanding, and doesn't stop. When honest with ourselves, we must confess we often don't know what the hell we're doing. The LARCast is an ongoing conversation about the inclusive and mischievous nature of God's presence through the lens of all the things that make up this phenomenon we refer to as life. Astonishing grace and refreshing honesty collide right here for your weekly encouragement. Welcome back to the LARCast. You're joined by myself, Tony, and Jameson. What's up, Jameson? Hey, what's up, Tony? How you doing, man? It's been a wild ride, but uh, we're here. Here we are. It's been Uh, a wild uh, ride. What's been wild about your ride? You know, I've been having this deep question, and maybe you can actually help me because you've been at this game a lot longer than me. How long does it take for your kids favorite show theme song to not be in your head all day oh the dude, patrol I, I just can't get it out of my head <laughs> yeah that's actually easy for me because um i do a lot of creative work so photography videography and the thing they didn't tell me about jumping into um videography was that if you have a song attached to the video you are creating, you will have that song in your head until you create another video, at which point that song will be in your head until you create another video, at which point that song (laughs) will be in your head. So not encouraged, (laughs) not very encouraged. I don't have an answer for you. My kids are a little bit a little bit older my uh, oldest daughter anna she's into k-pop man i just i i always envisioned being a dad you know and like whatever music my kids would get into i i too would, would get into that you know just to meet them where they are and be involved dude i can't do the k-pop stuff <laughs> like i fully support her and everything she does and she comes to me with all her stuff and her room's you know, lined with posters and we're, we're taking her to a show coming up here um, pretty soon in Chicago. Um, one of her favorite bands is, is coming through. I just, I can't do it, man. But um, right. I thought you were going a different route with that because you said it's been a long road and cause you just recently moved. Everyone has known you as like this, you know, traveling band all over the, us and now you're you've you've picked a spot you're landing you've landed we have landed and uh it was it was relatively stressful there because when you're in a camper but you're ready to be done being in the camper and you're more stationary like you're not moving all over the place anymore it's just it takes all the luster out of uh living in a camper so i'm in des moines iowa that's where we've chosen to root we're close to lots of family here and it's a big-ish city, you know, it's nothing huge, but Des Moines is growing super fast right now. And my buddy lives right outside of town on a farm and he let us park there for two or three weeks. And he's actually going to let me store it there over the winter. And we rented a house in Clive. We're close to everything it feels like, and we can be downtown in, you know, 10 minutes. So we're we're excited to be somewhere where the floor doesn't move when you walk on it and everybody's got space and the kids have already just like they all go their separate directions whereas before they were 
we're all on top of each other, you know? Yeah. So we're feeling really good. And the boys are wrapping up their first ever baseball season. So they got to be on a real baseball team and we're yeah, pretty, that's pretty that. that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Watching your kids play sports or really do anything is is a blast, man. That's that's really cool. And I'm excited about Des Moines for a couple reasons. One is uh Zombie Burger is there. And um Zombie Burger is a horror themed um burger spot. All the burgers are named after horror films. And I felt like we should mention that because we're in October, we're in hashtag spooky season. And um, I know a lot of people around me like live for this time of year. Um, so zombie burgers there. And then also a Lark listener who I'm li- really looking forward to connecting you to. And we've talked oh, about him. Nice. His name's Tim Hall. Um, and they used to live by me and now they're out there and in, in Des Moines. So hopefully we get some Lark stuff kicking up out that way. So a lot of you are probably wondering Maybe you're wondering if you know what's going on, you're not wondering, you're not surprised that it's Jameson and I on the Lark cast today because, um, well, uh, there's this thing on the national news. You might've seen it. It's called hurricane Ian and it leveled Fort Myers where Russ is, is from and a place that I've been visiting, you know, since I met Russ in 2014 Got to meet a lot of people down there, head to a lot of a lot of places, eat eat at a lot of places, local spots, um, and meet folks like the Chandlers, who are very near and dear to the Lark community. Um, and man, it just has been heartbreaking this past week getting news from Russ and Krista about the damage there. Um, and just the extent of the damage and the people that have been affected by that. So Russ is out because they're limited on power. They're limited on water and food and gas and infrastructure and all that. So they're definitely cell phone signal and yep. Yeah. They got hit hard and they're definitely in rebuilding season. So I don't know, Jameson, you've been also chatting with Russ as well. I don't know if you want to fill everybody in, maybe just like on an update or man, how we can, as a community really care for, um, families like the Johnsons and the Chandlers. A couple specific things are just, it has been hard, especially in the first couple of days for people to find water and food. Uh, like Russ and Krista went to the grocery store and I mean, shelves were empty and not even like a few things left here and there, just empty. And Russ told me the other night, he's like, Hey, uh, throw up some prayers for us. Me and Blake are going to run to get some gas and we have to go a ways to do it. And things have gotten crazy and we don't really feel safe getting gas. And I was like, man, because they obviously they have to have gas to run their generator, to have electricity, to cook, to charge your phone, to do all the things. Um, and that's just that was a reality check for me. I was like, man, this is it's getting it's real down there right now. And it's hard to find what you need. That's something we can be praying for, for the Johnsons and their friends and their neighbors and the Chandlers. Um but Krista has found a lot of support and she's been post reposting everything she can about, Hey, here's where the free water is. Here's where they're doing this and that. And she's even, she and Russ put together a big beans and rice thing uh, that they invited folks to that, that needed a place to get food and water uh, on, I think Saturday night. So um, let's just pray for energy for them uh, as they keep doing that and uh, wisdom to find the stuff that's needed. Uh, They're great sharers. They always have been. And so it's really cool to see their opportunity to to just take care of their friends, take care of their neighbors. Um, and you can know they're doing that. And if you want to help them out, we've got Krista's Venmo. 
Um, it's up at the top of our Instagram account on the home page, but I'll read it to you here. Uh, it's at Krista C H R I S T A dash Johnson J O H N S O N dash six three eight six three. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. It's on our That's Instagram quite the, account. Quite the Venmo um, handle there, Krista. Yeah, it's a serious handle, <laughs> but that's they would love any support uh, that you can help with. Thankfully, the damages on their house were not extreme. Right. Um, I mean, they're significant, but the house is OK. They the only water damage was on their porch and not inside. So um, they're they're probably looking at four to five thousand in, in repairs on their house and stuff um, at, at this point, at least. And uh, otherwise they're doing okay. Everyone's hanging out at home and they're going back and forth to Blake's house too. Um, Cause he was, that's where they stayed. It was a much safer spot. Yeah. Yeah. They were able to get inland uh, to Blake's spot and he's got a bunch of structures that could keep all their stuff taken care of. But man, it's, it's pretty sad watching those pictures and those videos. Like I was messaging Vicky and they own an insurance company. And she said that, man, some of our employees just lost everything. Even the crew at 1025, Russ was just mentioning just people we know by name, you know, um, mm -hmm. since going down there and just people lost everything. So please keep those folks um, in your prayers. And yes, any little bit uh, helps, I would encourage you um, to go ahead and send them um, a little love by way of cash money through the Venmo. Don't be shy. Um, okay, so we are going to take a pause from the Gospel of John, obviously with the break here and um, a bit of, you know, tragedy kind of hitting, um, you know, just the, the Lark team by way of this hurricane. And um, we are actually, we're going to kind of do like a, I don't know what you would call it, almost like a mailbag kind of a discussion. Um, you know, we, we interact with you guys quite a bit. Um, and we're always really encouraged when we get engagement and when we get questions and when we get feedback. And we get this one type of email, comment, question, call quite a bit. And so, James, I'm going to let you introduce this, this conversation we're going to have today, not in an exhaustive way, but just touch on it just because it's so common. Um, yeah, go ahead, man. I get this question a lot in person, especially, and I know Russ does and you do, Tony, as well, because one of the things that Lark that we talk about all of the time is grace. And we often refer to it as scandalous or reckless grace. And one of the pushbacks somewhere along the way in the conversation from whoever we're talking to is, well, but you can't go too far with grace. Like, don't go too far with it. Um, what is this grace upon grace idea? And, and so I put together just another one of those little Instagram posts, you know, where there's like, seven or eight tiles, each with a little sentence on them to kind of build on this idea. You can go take a look at that on Instagram. Um, but I wanted to bring it up here because we got an email in recently asking that exact same question. And I, I love the question. It means people are one, like listening to what we're talking about and also willing to think it through and ask some hard questions. Um, because doesn't Paul say like, should we sin all the more that grace may abound? And then he says the, of course not with an exclamation point. And I think we often look at that and we're like, see, like Paul's dealing with this issue and 
grace clearly has a very specific purpose. It's, it's a line item in the plan of salvation. Um, and what, what I want to say here, just as an encouragement to all of you, if you've ever asked that question, or if you are right now and Tony, like, man, jump in and deal with some of this. Cause I, I think, I think it's a big one. I think we're all wrestling with it. I want to start off by saying grace has to cover everything. <laughs> if it doesn't cover everything, well, I, I has, I would hesitate to call it grace. And I think most specifically what I'm saying is we often turn grace into a starting point as the thing that's going to motivate the change that's needed. Okay. So essentially, when you think about it that way, you're thinking about grace through the lens of religion, which doesn't work. Like these are two incompatible subjects. Meaning two incompatible when you see categories. grace as a when you see grace as a mechanism, like an, an empowering, an empowering thing towards the yeah. ideal self or the sanctified self or whatever you say, you're seeing you're seeing grace through the lens of religion at that point. Yep. Yep. You're, you're, you're so ingrained in this way of religion, which is a way of dealing with God. That's by definition, transactional. I do this, you do that. And it's also by definition, not covenantal grace is covenantal. Grace is something God said, I'm going to do this <laughs> regardless. Yeah. I've, I have covered all of it. And I, I think that that's a, a really important thing to consider when you're asking the question, well, what if I go too far? Like, am I giving too much permission? Are they just going to go and sin and sin and sin and, and use it as grace, as a license to go ahead and just, uh, my favorite way you guys say it on the Larkcast is kick dogs on the weekend. <laughs> I'm like how kick many dog people and do, you know that do that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, an honest question to deal with if that's what you think is who have you ever met that has done that <laughs> if if you've proclaimed to somebody you should go and fix this thing that's wrong with your life how well did that work and in comparison if you told the same person instead you are held by a love that will never let you go like, tell me which one of those actually ended up at some later date causing an effectual change in their life. I think the proclamation of you're held is the only one that ever actually leads to the kind of change that we're all longing for and, and looking for even. But it's backwards because we we get into this scandalous grace stuff and we hear the proclamation of the forgiveness of sins and we're like, whoa, that's true for me that like, I better put that to work. I better use that grace to change my life. And mm. here's the thing. If you've read Romans, <laughs> you, you hear Paul saying over and over again, and especially in Romans five and six, no, 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 no. It, it, it's not about you becoming righteous with this new tool I've handed you for your tool belt. It's that I've made you righteous. Mm -hmm. You are no longer a sinner <laughs> period yeah it's um 
the i i understand the the sentiment and the fear i've i had to work through you know similar similar things i think one of the first pennies to drop for me and my understanding was that um jesus contends with uh the righteousness of certain characters um as well as addressing the rebellion and so if you look into the debate of abusing grace it's always well well people are going to abuse grace and then they start to paint this picture of someone taking grace and then running headlong into rebellion um and so you're kind of seeing the very reductionistic view of Um, what the Bible refers to as sin when they talk about, you know, that Um, sin is just breaking, you know, commandments. Sin by definition in the scriptures is unbelief. And our unbelief manifests itself in two different ways through our own righteousness and our own rebellion. And so those who just have a heart of rebellion, um, they, they will find any excuse they want to do anything that they want. Um, and so can someone abuse grace or the idea of grace or use the idea of grace to excuse themselves and run headlong into a bunch of self-destructive things for themselves and others around them? Yeah. People do that a lot. People also take, you know, the wrongdoings that have been done against them or tragedies or trials in their life to do the same. What I'm saying is we don't, we don't need to look far to find excuses, you know, and if we can, if we, if we can grab onto grace as an excuse, okay. If we can grab onto a myriad of other different things, you know, to excuse or to justify, we're always wanting to justify. And guess what? At the end of the day, what is that? It's self-justification. It's trying to find some excuse that you can be right in whatever behavior you want to run into. And so it's funny that you're over here, we're over here saying, well, grace leads to all this when really at the core of it all is self-justification. Well, what, what is, what is the thing that's grace is telling us? Grace is telling us you can't justify yourself in any way, shape or form. You can't justify yourself. So it's funny that you're using your so this so-called scenario, this straw man where someone's taking grace to, to, justify their actions is showing you that they don't even understand grace because grace is not grace is in in no way is it a means for self-justification it's a justification that comes from outside of yourself yeah this is why martin luther i think called it um he said the technical term is antinomianism which is uh no mas law and you know just no law right um meaning i'm not governed by law i can just kind of do you know whatever i want he said of that that it's um it's an impossible heresy and he said mm-hmm. it's also a theater put on in an uh, it's a it's a play put on in an empty theater meaning he's saying it doesn't exist it's a unicorn why because we can never escape the law the law is baked into our heads and hearts. It's written, it's written on our hearts. It's written on our minds. That's why Paul in, in Romans 2 says that the Gentiles who grew up without the law instinct, instinctively do that which is in the law. It's just, it's just it's baked into us, right? Yeah. And so as, as, as a people who constantly want to figure out our own way, 
who constantly want to take our own resources, figure out our own way and be the lords and lordesses, right, of our own lives. And we can express that in, in religious, righteous ways, and we can express that in rebellious ways. The only message in this world, the only truth in this world that wants you to look outside of yourself and onto someone else is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yep. And I think a critical distinction we fail to make when talking about grace is realizing that grace isn't like some concept or like, like it's not floating around. It's not something God takes off his desks. It's, it's, it's Jesus, the person grace is what God has done. And what God has done is the incarnation, the life of Jesus, all the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension. Right. All of these are what we refer to as grace, mm -hmm. because what yeah. they mean is that we are not separated from God. It means mm -hmm. he has removed every possible barricade and barrier so that we could be included in his life for his joy and yeah, our joy. Yes. He's he, he, not only has he removed them, he's broken through them on his way, making his way to us by way of yeah. the incarnation of Jesus. And I love what you're saying because some people think grace is just an idea or it's a doctrine. Right. And yep. I'm like, no, 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 it, <laughs> it's a reality reality is probably the best word for it yes it's a reality and it works and it is regardless of your opinion of it meaning it yep. doesn't work it's not like santa claus dude he only works if you trust he only works right remember back to elf the sleigh yep. only works as much as that belief meter right right and so some people who have a very transactional view of God, um, they, as far, the, the, the best they can say about the good news of Jesus is that it's potential good news, not actual good news. And so if I remember you apply it to your life. Yes. Yep. Dude, grace works regardless if you exist or not, because it's not, it's not, it's not hinged. It doesn't hinge on you. It hinges on a God yes. who's forever been and forever will be, and has done something definitive in history, human history, in the person and finished work of Jesus. So it just is, man. <laughs> yep. I think, can you man, abuse it? Yeah. Oh, sure. You could abuse an idea. You can grab onto an idea. You can grab onto a doctrine and use it as an excuse to do a million different things, just like we use a million different excuses to abuse chocolate or Netflix or whatever. It doesn't change the veracity of it, the reality of it the truth of it because you can't yep. put Jesus back in a tomb. Right. And if you're going to allow grace to have a ceiling, then what you are doing is tying the validity of the gospel to the virtue of your faithfulness. It doesn't work. <laughs> That's a hard pill to swallow, <laughs> man. <laughs> I just don't think you're going to win or you're going to be, you're going to be included if that's how it's going to work. And so I, 
I feel that question deeply and I'm grateful that it was written in because I know we're all wrestling with that one because of where we are in history, where we are in the, mm-hmm. in the world, all of those things. Yeah. And so I think the message of Lark is you are held by a love that will never let you go. Grace is not a bunch of second chance chances. Yeah. Grace is the reality that holds you in existence mm-hmm. and that is forever yours. Mm-hmm. All you can do is accept your acceptance. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, faith is not a thing that, you know, makes something untrue, true. It's the discovery of what is, um, it's the awakening to the grabbing onto the saying yes to something that is already true. Um, and I, I, I love it. I I love people who, who have a reverence for the Lord, who have a reverence for his word. Um, who are very, very aware of the real self-destructive ways of the human heart and how unbelief and lack of loving neighbor, how that, you know, hurts ourselves and hurts others around us. And those who know that pain and out of reverence for the Lord want to walk in his, his ways. I, I love that. Um, just be careful on your way to being a holy person that that all of a sudden doesn't become your own holiness and that a wanting to resist an abuse of grace um careful that that doesn't turn into um a future version of yourself that has no need for the grace of god because you got it covered (laughs) yep I'm not adding to that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. It's so, it's so tricky. You know, it's, it is such a tricky thing, but we can't escape the law. The law is baked into this world everywhere. I turn, you know, my, my contracts I sign with clients that I serve, they're not covenants. They're certainly not one way covenants, like, like the one God established with the world in his son, you know, the one that was uh, spoken of in the covenant that God made with Abraham back when he like put him to sleep and cut all the animals in half and then passed through it by himself without a partner, just by himself. Yeah. He made a promise. <laughs> he made a promise to Abraham that he would make him a father of a great many a people that would outnumber the stars in the sky and the grains of sand on the sea through a seed, through one who was to come. And that wasn't a partnership. It wasn't a contract. It was a covenant. It was a promise that God made from himself, by himself, for himself, through himself, to himself. You know, he's going to cover, you know, all of it. Um, So the world, but the world doesn't work that way Um, at every turn. My kid's school doesn't work that way. Work doesn't work that way. In a lot of ways, the way of the world is not covenantal. It is very much contractual. And so I get it. I get that we can let that wisdom of the world seep into our thinking here, but as those who can't escape the law and can't escape really the idea of performance or a tit for tat or conditional ways about which everything, you know, happens, um, grace is that one thing, man, that's just saying, no, it's not you. 
It's not you. It's not your ways. It's my ways, which are higher than yours. Trust me. I think grace, I think, or the law is not the only thing we can't escape. I think you're, what you're alluding to is right on. And like, listen to this out of Romans six towards the end of the chapter. He says, when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. I don't really know what to do with that verse yet in my mind, but it keeps going. So what advantage did you get then from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been freed from sin and enslaved to God, the advantage you get is sanctification. (laughs) The end is eternal life. Ready? Everyone knows this one. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So what advantage do you get? You're enslaved to righteousness now instead of the law. It's as if like God decided the cage you're in is going to be righteousness. It's going to be you are one with Christ, which means you're face to face with the father, which means the the advantage, like all the benefits at the bottom of the page, it's sanctification. It's yours. And sanctification, which we've established elsewhere, it's not your job. Yeah. And again, look at Paul's, look at Paul's kind of like linear timeline. If you want to put it that way, we put salvation always on the front end, right? Grace is a starting point, but what did he say is the end of the sanctification? He said, it's eternal life, right? What did he say is the free Mm gift? The free gift isn't on the front end. The free gift is on the back end of his, you know, his progression. I'm not saying Paul's thinking like that, but just to challenge, you know, kind of the old thinking, you know, of grace as, you know, a starting point kind of a thing. Step-by-step process. Right, right, right. And, you know, yeah, we, there's so much to go into here. We we can't, I mean, we can't exhaust all of it, but just a little, (laughs) just a little couple nuggets for those who have that ongoing thought as you've been listening to the Larkast or engaging with anything. Um, if you've, you know, if you've gone through reclaim, if you've been going through um, the Larkast, the parables specifically, um, or even just some of our, we've dealt with some of this, like kind of Q and a, you know, kind of stuff and been mm-hmm. following us on the Instagram page, reading Jamie's blogs, um, you know, all the rest um, just a little, couple things for you there but before we end here because we're running out of time jamie i would love for you to let the entire lark community know what are some things going on right now some things that they can step into to um maybe explore a little bit more and then meet others uh nationwide and then what are some things that are coming out give us a give us a couple teasers of some some content coming yeah sweet so we are putting the final touches on a new uh, PDF reader for you guys. So you've seen reclaiming sanctification, re- leadership, communion. Uh, we're adding a, a fifth one to the mix called reclaiming worship. And we really wanted to help you think through the question in light of the finished work of Jesus, what is worship? And especially if I've, if I've kind of, stepped out of the prototypical American formal church. Um, Well, what do I do now and call worship? Um, We took that to task and spent a very long time working on that one, actually. And uh, it's going to come out by November. 
and and we're excited to share it with you. So look for that. It'll show up on the the resources page of the Lark site at larksite.com. Um, you can actually see the image is already up there on the website, and we will put the actual PDF up there pretty soon. Yeah. So Secondly, what do we have? Really, really quick. So what do we have now? We have reclaiming church, reclaiming communion, reclaiming leadership, reclaiming sanctification, and now we have reclaiming worship. Nailed it. Okay. Yep. Those are get, the ones. Get all five. Get all five. Get them. <laughs> they're all free too. Uh, they're all just there. All you got to do is log in, sign up, and uh, you can download those to your heart's desire. Um, we also are launching this month our cohorts. So uh, you've seen the book called Reclaim uh, that Russ and Tony wrote where we just unpack the ministry of the church. We unpack grace and, and what that looks like in real life. Well, we built a whole course also free online. You can go through every chapter and there's a video for each chapter. There's reflection questions for you. There are scripture references for you. And there's even a, a pairing of the LarkCast and the blog for every single chapter of Reclaim. Again, that's all free. You go to LarkSite.com and, and set up an account. But we've added one more dimension called the cohorts, which is where we're going to go through all of that content in a small group on a Zoom call. You'll get a Lark leader and somewhere between 8 to 12 other people or at least screens. Uh, and we're going to have some of those conversations in long form where questions can be asked, conversations can be had, uh, and we can all just be exactly where we are in the midst of what we're learning. Um, you're safe to be where you are in that process, and we wanted to create a space for you to do that with other people. Um, so you need to sign up soon. There's not that many spots because there's not that many of us <laughs> yet, and uh, you can do that again at larkside.com. Uh, just check out the cohorts page and sign up. It costs money. Because it it takes a whole lot of time for us to to participate and build out all of those things, um, but there are also there's a scholarship form if that's actually if you really want to get in on this and money's the issue, um, you can sign up for or put a form out for a scholarship. Yeah, don't let money be um, an issue. Uh, we've worked with everybody you know in the past as we've been doing this for a long time. So if you want to do it, and we'll we'll figure out a way um, to get you there. So. Yep. And bring some friends. This is not a space for anyone that has it together. <laughs> if you've got people asking questions about grace or Jesus or the church or what is life in reality, um, we're going to hit on all kinds of stuff that I think is it's helpful for you no matter where you are in the journey. Love it. Love it. Very, very good. So remember, what do we got? We got um, Johnson's um we're going to go ahead and put chris's venmo in the um, show notes too in the podcast remember that the ongoing conversation of grace we have the reclaiming worship things coming out and then also the reclaim cohorts i think that's about that's sums right. it up, man dude and hey if you're in des moines iowa hit me up i yes. want to hang and would love to raise a glass with you or just just hang out love it jamie Thanks for hopping on, Tony. Man. Cheers. Man, cheers to you. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time.